Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast, a show for anyone wanting to level up their travel hacking lifestyle. I'm your host, Julia Menez. I'm a travel hacker, coach, speaker, Filipina-American ENTJ who loves solid travel gear and using shortcuts on spreadsheets. On this show, I'm on a mission to bring you travel hackers from all walks of life to help you level up your travel hacking game. We dive into credit cards, miles, points, strategy, mindset, and the secrets behind how to travel the world for next to no cost. So let's get hacking. With a family of seven, that's what we try to do is, is use the points to, to travel as a family. Because when we looked at traveling, a lot of it was, I'm from Southern California. Both my wife and I were born and raised there. And so, you know, the typical vacations were to visit grandma and grandpa and have a great time, which love them. They're great, but I, I kind of want to go other places. And so with our kind of... Um, our goal is to basically go places that we can't otherwise go or wouldn't have otherwise been able to go with seven. And so when you can cover, you know, flights or hotels, that takes a big chunk out of the the cost of traveling. So we'll go and, you know, go to DC, Florida, wherever, and, and have a good time. Hello, travel hackers. You just heard a clip from Rob Dolgarian from Travel Points Rob. Rob is a former CPA and commercial real estate junkie who loves all things points and miles. In this episode, Rob and I talk about how to earn enough points and miles to get free travel for a family of seven. And we also talk about the loyalty program that is a huge game changer and that people do not talk about enough. And that is the Miles and Smiles program. Rob is also a frequent attendant at our GeoBreeze Travel Hangouts each month, where podcast listeners and featured guests come to hang out, celebrate each other's points and miles wins, and trade advice about how to level up your game. And if you are new to the travel hacking world, the Hangouts are a super effective way to get your questions answered quickly, and no question is too basic. And if you are already a travel hacking expert or content creator, the Hangouts are a fantastic way to promote your platform and share your expertise. If you would like an invite to the next Hangout, you can sign up at geobreezetravel.com slash Hangouts, and that link is in the show notes for you. And now, on with the show. Hey, Rob. Welcome to the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, we're excited to have you today. So before we jump into all of your travel hacking tips and tricks, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into the game of points and miles and how long have you been in it? Okay, well, it kind of goes back a little ways. So, I mean, the, the short answer is about four years ago during that 100,000 mile sign up bonus with the Chase Sapphire uh, Reserve. But it kind of goes back a little before then. I had a couple of American Airlines cards over the years just because I live in Phoenix. It's an American hub. And I always thought, you know, hey, I could use these points, but I never really understood it a whole lot. And so I got it for the you know free check bag. I used the points sparingly because I could never figure out a good way to use them. So I kind of accumulated this bank and, and then never really got into it until that 100,000 point offer came up. And I thought, man, this is just too good to pass up. But and then for that decision that, you know, to pull the trigger on that one, because it was at the time a $450 annual fee. And I always thought anyone that spends anything on a, on a credit card for an annual fee, I thought was, was insane. So, I mean, rewind about 20 years ago, my grandpa had a, a travel card and that he said, you know, I'm going to rack up these points. And if anyone wants to use the plane tickets, you know, go for it. And I always thought, you know, you had to be well to do like, oh my gosh, someone can afford $95 to spend on a, an annual fee. Like you, you must be, this isn't how you know you've made it. Right. And so I always thought, no, that's never going to be, that's never going to be me. I, I would never spend a hundred dollars just for the privilege of having a card. So I always kind of had those no annual fee cashback cards and I would accumulate the points and the, the rebates. And I would, I would, you know, kind of put that money to a separate account and use that for travel along the way. So then when that, that hundred thousand point offer came up, I thought, wow, you know, you know, this is legit. 
but I didn't know much about points and miles. And so I thought, well, I better look into this. So I spent, oh, a couple months looking into it in every which way. And then when I saw, well, you can redeem it for, you know, one cent per point, which is a thousand bucks. I thought, well, there's no way I could lose on this. And then, you know, I dug into it a little bit more and actually I signed up for it uh, and got it probably the last week it was available to, you know, the available offer. And then it was good for another three weeks if you went into the branch to get it. So I had my wife, once I signed up for it, I had my wife go in there. So she got it too. And, and then from there, you know, we had 200,000 points and I started to really dig in and figure out how I could use these, you know, best. And then, you know, the rest is history. Did you use the points right away or did you get a whole bunch of other cards and say, I'm going to bank up a gazillion points? You know, I, I, I held on to them for, for a little while because I wanted to, to kind of learn how to, you know, I've been reading you know, some of the bigger blogs and was, and, you know, I saw that there were such great ways to use them. But I just wanted to really kind of dig into it a little bit more because I thought, well, if I cash out, that's a thousand bucks. Great. That, you know, it's a nice chunk of change. But then you could redeem them, you know, through their travel portal for one and a half cents. So that turns it into fifteen hundred dollars. And I thought, wow, you know, that's a freaking landslide. So I'm going to, you know, I want to use that for the best, you know, to go on a lot of trips. And then, then I kind of was digging in more and I thought, well, there's, you know, there's better ways to use it. So I kind of held on to them probably for about six to 12 months and then finally started, you know, using them on other things. Nice. So how many cards do you have now? Between the two of us, I would say, you know, in the neighborhood of about 15 to 20. Okay. So any favorites that you use from day to day? Yeah. You know, I love the chase cards because those are the ones that we use frequently for what we need. So I have my favorite, you know, the, I guess you call it the, the trifecta of the Freedom Flex, the Freedom Unlimited. And we use the Sapphire or not the Sapphire, the uh, Business Unlimited or not, uh, Business Inc. Preferred. Because so the other, so I canceled our Sapphire reserve after a year because I saw that, you know, you could re-up after 24 months and do it again. So I uh, canceled it thinking I'd be able to jump on that, you know, a year later. Then they changed it to 48 months. So I'm waiting in, in Chase Purgatory till a little, you know, in the spring of next year. And then I'll jump back on that and, and get it. But so with those three, you know, I accumulate them based on the, the bonus categories the unlimited for the one and a half, just for normal stuff, transform all to the ink preferred and go from there. Nice. And you guys have five children. We do. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Five ages, uh, six to 17. So they're all over the place. And so whenever you're booking a family vacation, you need to find seven yeah. board spaces. Yeah. So that's where I, you know, call it, I don't might I'll use the term loosely expertise comes in. It's, you know, with a family of seven, that's what we try to do is is use the points to to travel as a family because when we looked at traveling, a lot of it was I'm from Southern California. Both my wife and I were born and raised there, and so you know the typical vacations were to visit grandma and grandpa and have a great time. Which love them, they're great, but I, I kind of want to go other places. And so with our kind of our goal is to basically go places that we can't otherwise go or wouldn't have otherwise been able to go with seven. And so when you can cover, you know, flights or hotels, that takes a big chunk out of the the cost of traveling. So we'll go and, you know, go to DC, Florida, wherever and, and have a good time. So nice. With a family of seven, is that two hotel rooms? Oh yeah. Every time. The only time we can get lucky is if, you know, occasionally like there's a residence in or something that has a, uh, a larger room that can sleep six or seven, and then we'll jam into one. But yeah, it's always, it's two rooms. Nice. All right. And 
So where are some of the different places that you've gotten to go that you wouldn't otherwise be able to go without points and miles? Uh, so we did a couple of things. So we, back when we, we took all the kids to Europe four years ago. And so we used some of the points to help pay for the hotels, but the flights, we found a great deal that just happened to pop up for the flights. So we did that. So that got us to Europe when my youngest was two and we flew into London and traveled, we went to Paris, Venice, Florence, and Rome. And then, and then headed back. Another one, we did a DC trips. We flew out to DC, drove up to Niagara Falls, let's see them down to Pittsburgh and spent, you know, so a couple of days just driving all around. My kids wanted to go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. So we went up to Canada for an afternoon. But yeah, so we took care of a lot of the hotels on that one and, and the flights with Southwest. So we, you know, with the Southwest cards, we tried to get the companion pass every couple of years, one of my wife's name and, and, my, and then mine. So we're alternating. So we always try to have the companion pass to help offset some of those costs. So those are a couple of the bigger trips. And then in between, a couple of the other things that we've tried doing with our kids is, so my wife, when the kids turn 12, she'll take them on a trip anywhere in the United States that they want to go. And we use points to, to, to book the hotel and flight. So, you know, it's just different experiences that we love to do with our kids and, and get them out and, and spend time with them and, and create some pretty cool memories. That's such a great tradition of you get to choose where you get to go. So yeah. where have they chosen for all the ones who are over 12? So the, the so far it's, well, two and a half. So my oldest went to San Francisco and he spent, you know, a couple of the weekend there. My daughter just went last year. This So she's pretty indecisive. And so I told her I was just going to plan it for her. And I would, we'd surprise her with where she was going, what she was doing. Well, when she got there, but it turned, we'd let her know a couple of days before. So she went to Chicago. She went to Six Flags. We got her tickets to Hamilton. And, and so, you know, she spent a weekend there with her mom doing that. And then my third son or my third child, second son, he, uh, he wanted to go to uh, Tampa last year. So it was scheduled for the week after everything shut down. So he wanted to go to, to Bush Gardens. He wanted to go see a Tampa Bay Lightning game, spend some time at, you know, Clearwater on the beach. And so that was a great trip for him, but it, we had to cancel everything. So to, to be rescheduled, hopefully soon. Yeah. Is he still hoping for Tampa or has he changed his mind in the months that we've been? Well, he's pretty stoked about that. He wants to, He, you know, it has a lot, little bit of everything that he wants to do. So I think that's a perfect spot for him. Nice. And when you guys flew to Europe, yeah. which airlines did you use? So it was, we that one we had, we just paid uh, with cash and we flew British Airways there, able to get them on the 747 before we all went bye-bye and then back on American. So. And what are some of your favorite websites for finding cheap cash fares? Um, my big one that I love to use a lot is just Google Flights. It's pretty easy to just filter things, set up alerts, and just kind of track, gives you kind of an idea of what the, the historical costs are and just kind of get an idea of what to expect. And then, you know, you put those alerts in and they let you know. And then, you know, if there's a couple like Scott's Cheap Flights, I'll subscribe to that one. I'll pay for the subscription when it's when we're really serious about booking something. Otherwise, I just get the free newsletter to more so just to get inspiration of to as to what's out there and what we can do. So, yeah. So when you're saying, okay, family, here we go to the airport, number off, here's all seven of us. What is the process that you go through for organizing all of the flights, all of the hotels, making sure everything's accounting for, making sure all the children are accounted for on any given day? And we're like, oh my God, we lost. This is going to sound bad, but I don't keep too good a track on the kids. Like they're big enough where they, you know, they could just, they'll follow me. I mean, they, they don't like to be alone. So they'll follow. The only time we really had anything in place was when we were in Europe. And that was when we're taking the subways places, and especially in Paris. It was, I want me or my wife would get on the subway first. And then the other person would be on the subway, you know, 
we, the last one on. That way, if someone got stuck, if it closed doors on us, then at least one adult would be with whatever kids got left behind. Luckily, that never happened. So, But as far as planning it, to me, that's half the fun of a trip. I'm big into details and big into you know trying to make everything work. And I, I just think it's fun. It's fun to research it, fun to come up with different things that we can squeeze in that maybe we didn't otherwise think that we could. Case in point is we were trying to figure out Europe. My wife and I had been there a couple of times before and we'd seen a, few, you know, a handful of the cities. And so we figured, you know, with seven or seven kids, five kids, it'd be tough to get back a second time. So we wanted to jam pack everything in. And so, I mean, we did everything in, in eight days, which was pretty good hustle. And, you know, in just finding like an overnight train where that helped us connect Paris to Venice. And then we can hit the ground running in the morning. And that was, I mean, it, it was a ton of fun. I mean, frankly, all seven of us fit in a six person berth doing the, the little train thing. And I thought, when we planned that and booked, I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be my worst nightmare. This is going, this is the one part of the trip I am absolutely not looking forward to. So, because my daughter was two, so she was free. So I said, let's book two different rooms, you know, three and three and, and go that way. My wife's like, no, let's just all jam into one. And these things are, I mean, if you've been on it, it's super tiny. There's six, you know, triple bunks on each side of the room. It's the size of a bathroom, but it was the best part of the trip. The kids loved it. They jumped in their bunks and they just hung out and thought it was the coolest thing. The only problem was is I didn't get any sleep because my daughter was, she bunked with me on the, I mean, it was 18 inches wide. So I didn't sleep the whole way that night, but uh, everyone else seemed to, we had a great time the next day. So it was fun. Cool. Do you ever outsource any of this to your kids where you're like, okay, one person no. plan something for Absolutely this? Absolutely not. Yeah. I don't, I don't trust them to plan anything. I mean, I, I will, I, I guess I, I seek their input on some things like, Hey, if like specifically with Europe, I asked them, well, what is it that you want to see? And that's kind of how we, I, I guess did this real big cannonball run was my one son really wanted to see the leaning tower. So we were, you know, our plan was just Paris and London. <clears throat> and so that was the original plan. But when he said, well, I want to go to Pisa and I'm like, Oh geez, <laughs> you know, just the logistics of it with, you know, time off work and stuff, how are we going to be able to do this? But it's, you know, it's a puzzle. So it was fun trying to figure out how to get it all to work. And so, I mean, yeah, they get, they have their input on what specific, some of the things they want to see, but then I'll take it from there and, and try and jam it all in. Nice. What do you use to track your plans? Just my mind. <clears throat> Excuse me. Just just <laughs> what's between my ears. Yeah, I don't spreadsheet it. I don't write it. I mean, I guess I will jot it down on a paper, just a scratch pad and say, you know, okay, can we make this work? Here's the date. Here's where we want to be. And just tick things off the list. But for the most part, it's just in my head. I'm so impressed <laughs> by that because I have zero children and forget things all the time. So I don't know if it's like a you are forced to have this better memory if you're tracking that yeah. many things at one time. But I'm like, oh, apps. Oh, yeah. No, I don't use any apps. I don't use that. I just like we go and if we forget something, whoops. But for the most part, it's, you know, again, just getting out, creating some memories and having some fun. And if we miss a museum or something, oh, well, I mean, not the end of the world. Yeah, fair enough. So as you've been travel hacking all of these yeah. different years, have you ever made a funny mistake that you want to warn other listeners? Hey. Yeah. You know, the one thing was, so like I told you, I had a couple of American airlines cards that I, you know, accumulated, I don't know, it was probably a time 80, 90,000 points. And since I didn't use it a ton, cause I couldn't figure out, I mean, every time I'd look, it'd be something, some exorbitant price. And so just, we'd end up paying cash for it. But one time I, I forgot that it had an expiration date on those miles. And I, you know, I thought my mind was working pretty well back then. And then it's, they expired. And so when I logged in to, to check my balance one time, it said zero. I was like, oh, geez, what, what did I do? So I had that big pit in my stomach. 
And so I, you know, luckily they had a reinstatement fee. I think it was 50 bucks at the time. Paid that, got my miles back and, and there we go. So uh, yeah, track those if the ones, luckily a lot of them now seem to have, most of them don't have a lot of expiration dates, which is good. So I don't really keep track of those, but the ones that do, I put it into a ward wallet about a year ago. I, I use that a little bit, but half the the programs like they don't have access to or it's, so it's a little cumbersome. So I try to do that. And then my other little call it trick is, I mean, so with credit cards, so if you have the American card right now, I don't, but if you have one of those and you just make one charge a year kind of thing, it's, it re-ups the, or extends the ex- expiration because of the activity. As long as you have some sort of activity, redemption, earning something great. Now that I don't have the card, I have the, what do you call it? The browser extension for their shopping portal. I don't really use that one a ton. It well for American anyway, but occasionally I find a deal. I, I use slick deals for, you know, I look at that website for just a handful of shopping deals. And if there's something nominal, like I come across that's $5, I'll just activate that one. So that way I know, okay, I've re-upped it. The expiration's extended and I'm not really worry about it. Yeah. These are all really good tips. One of my credit cards that I almost never use, I have like a $2 subscription yeah. on it each month, which is supposed to be a service that blocks junk mail from getting to my apartment, which is not working <laughs> at all. I am, but it, it's $2 a month. And yeah. I'm like, all right, we're just going to treat this goofy to keep my credit card open, even though I still have a ton of junk mail blowing into my apartment. So I'm not even going to give a shout out to what service <laughs> I use for that. Yeah. I mean, so you do that, you know, and even like with some, some of the cards that aren't even the co brand ones that I have, one, one, here's one of my dumb mistakes that I made. So, 15 years ago, we moved out to Arizona. I'm a big Angels fan, love them. And so we were recently married, just bought our first house, super poor, you know, not a lot of extra cash. And so I wanted to get an Angels hat and I got this great offer that came in the mail. It says, here, get a free hat if you sign up for this card. And so of course, yes, I did do that. Signed up for my $35 hat. I still have it, whatever. But so that one, but it's 15 years of credit history. I don't want to get rid of it. So I have it in my my drawer. There's a stack of cards I I rarely use where I keep, you know, like a couple hotel cards I don't really use. And I'll just every once a month go in there, go down to the gas station, buy a drink for a dollar. And, you know, it just keeps that active. So you don't want the credit card companies closing your accounts for inactivity. So you do that a couple of times a year and, you know, and I'll be out the one and a half points or whatever that I would have got otherwise big deal. So. And it's a no annual, yep, no annual fee. fee. Yeah, just the dumb thing I did. And then when I realized how dumb it was, I mean, even the rewards program was garbage. So I just, yeah, I just stuck it in a drawer now again, like it's because it's been 15 years, I, I just need to keep it just to keep it. So the story sure. is hilarious, though. Now you have the hat as a trophy of like, hey, everyone, don't apply for credit. Cards. <laughs> no, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So I have the hat. And I wear it once a year because I'm not a hat guy anymore. So I, I have the hat. I wear it once a year to spring training. And, and it's just my reminder of don't do dumb stuff like this again. So what do you do from day to day now? And how do you earn points? Just on Okay, so this is a little interesting. So <clears throat> excuse me. So 15, for the past 15, 16 years, I worked in real estate finance and accounting. I have a CPA, did all that for a long time. And then for various reasons, I quit that job about two years ago. And I'm working with my wife full time at home on her. She has a recipe website. I've uh, been doing that for a couple of years. It was intended to be just a gap year, but Corona got me. So it's just taken a little bit longer to get back out to the, the professional world again. But so what I do as far as earning points, a couple of things is just all expenses go on the credit cards. And I try to match up whichever ones have the bonus categories as best I can. Uh, when I was back in my last job, I would try to purchase anything I could for the company. You know, They were real lenient on, hey, if you want to pay for it and we'll reimburse you, go for it. 
So I put a ton of company expenses on my cards just to get the points. And so I do that. And then in my, call it my spare time hobby, I, you know, the past year I've gotten into those buying groups to purchase stuff and, and rack up points, especially it's been great this quarter with uh, the Amazon and PayPal categories for the flex. So that's kind of how I'm racking them up right now. And of course, always the, the sign up bonuses on as I can get them. So yeah. And you said your wife has a recipe website. So do you have a lot of... Uh, yeah. So yeah, those other categories, you know, with the Southwest card and, you know, some of the other ones with the, the groceries and, and Walmart. So yeah, it's coming handy. He's been racking them up pretty well. Yeah. But that too, that's the silver lining. So yeah, lot, I'll spend a lot at the grocery store for sure. Yeah. Which are your favorite go-to grocery so, cards? So interesting. My grocery ones, I don't have any that have that the big bonus. So I'm try to get, I need to diversify and get some more Amex cards. But the funny thing is I, I since those ones only have the one sign up bonus per lifetime, I've been pretty selective on when I wanted to get those. So I've been trying to get the gold card. And when they popped up with the 60,000 bonus points that are, it's currently going on right now, and I think you can get targeted offers up to 75. So I tried applying for that one two months ago, but it popped. So luckily Amex has the, the tool where if you have already, maybe you've signed up for a card, a Delta card or something seven, eight years ago, and you can't remember if you did, if you punch in all your information to apply, it'll give you a warning message saying you don't, you're not eligible for the bonus before you actually submit your application. So you can save yourself the hassle of applying and then realizing you're not eligible three months down the road after you spent on it. So it just helps you with a reminder that. So I actually got that error message two months ago, but I've never had the gold card. So it just said, you're ineligible for the bonus. And I'm like, well, okay. So I tried calling them and they're like, well, we can't tell you anything. There's nothing in our system that says why you got the message. It's just, it's an algorithm. It tri- for some reason you got triggered. So there you go. You, you're not eligible. I said, okay. So I'm going to you know, try again in a month or so. I wanted to give it a few months to maybe whatever happened, clear out and try again. So is your wife? No. Eligible? So I tried applying for both of us and neither of us were eligible. I'm like, and the only thing we've ever had is a Delta card. And so we've had those and we don't spend on, we got it for the bonus. I know. And I thought, I mean, whatever. So we didn't end up using it. And I just, so we didn't spend on it, just put it in the drawer. We paid the annual fee one time just because Amex is real, real stingy on if you cancel your card within 12 months, they'll claw back your sign up bonus. So we just renew it for a year, have it for the two. But apparently they don't like that they gave us 70,000 miles and we maybe spent four grand on the card in two years. So I don't know. That's Amex for you. Yeah. That's super weird. I was thinking of yeah, I mean, maybe you have better luck than me. So, I mean, like I said, I'll, I'm going to try again. I've put a little bit of spend on those cards, trying to keep them active. Maybe that'll trigger it. But in the meantime, I just, you know, I, the lately there've been a couple of the 5X points on like Walmart or the grocery store. So we'll use those when that pops up. Otherwise it's just, you know, the Freedom Unlimited that has the one and a half. Yeah. You said you have a Freedom but he, So here's the, okay. I don't want to call this a mistake. It just didn't fit me personally. So I'm trying to get a couple other Chase cards because I just fell under the 524. And so if I would have, so I product changed from the Chase Freedom to the Freedom Flex. So I didn't get the the, the new offer. Is it 12,000 bucks, 5X points on grocery stores in the first year or something. So I didn't do that because I wanted to get some of these other cards that I thought were more beneficial to be long-term. So I didn't get that. So yeah, I have the Flex, but I don't have that the bonus category on that. Makes sense. You only get it right. if you do a new application. Yep. And I didn't want to use up a slot because then that would put me behind the eight ball again for several months. And I just wanted to, again, I've got other plans and that's what I wanted to do. So sounds good. What's on? So the, the plans, I want to get me a Hyatt card. 
And before I do that, I want to get the ink business cash because I want that 5X on the office supply stores. So because I've kind of gotten into a little bit that the manufactured spend recently, I'm not going to go nuts, but so which is interesting. So I've gotten into that a little bit over the past several months just to, I mean, to, to get those bonus categories. I mean, I don't want to give up 5X on anything. So like with the grocery store, you know, when they have like Kroger has those gift cards with the, you know, coupon for the no or the no activation fee. So you do that because I want to get, you know, I want to max out those bonus categories. So I've done that. So I'd like to get that for the, the office supply to get the 5X because like I said, I mean, we use Chase points all the time and I think that'd be great. Nice. And the Hyatt card yeah. is good too. Yeah. My wife has that one. I love it. I mean, I think me personally, I don't travel a ton. So it's not like I have a, you know, I know Hyatt, the big rub on that one is that they don't have a ton of as, as many properties as Hyatt or, or not Hyatt, Marriott or Hilton. But for, you know, for us, I'd say 90% of the time we've gone anywhere, there's always a Hyatt something or other by where we're at. And I just think the redemptions on those are, are fantastic. So, so yeah, Hyatt cards are great. Love them. And with the free night, I mean, there's no point in not having a card. Even if you barely used it, you know, you got the one free night, the $95 annual fee. I mean, you'll easily use a free night somewhere that's worth way more than the 95 bucks. That's so true. And there's a lot of different hotel cards that do that where Hyatt, you get the free night, the IHG card, you get a free night. They're like around a hundred dollars. There's a Marriott card that does this with Hilton. It's a little bit harder. You can get the free night with the Hilton Aspire, which is like $450 a year. You can spend $15,000 on a Hilton Surpass to get the free night, but those free nights are unlimited categories. So you can spend it at the most expensive. Those are great perks for sure. Which Yeah, we have the IHG and the Marriott card too. I mean, but those sit in the sock drawer just because, I mean... Again, I don't get much benefit out of those. I mean, even like with the Marriott, it comes with that one, the free night certificate value to 35,000 points. And for me, it's just been tough. I mean, especially with, you know, COVID going on, like a lot of the hotels are pretty cheap. So it just doesn't make sense to to use that for when the cash rate's like 120 bucks. Like why burn 35,000 points on that? So I don't know, for me, Hyatt just works a, a lot better for for us. And especially when we uh, we travel as a family, those Hyatt places or the Hyatt house, sometimes you can get those for as little as 5,000 points. I, you really can't argue with that. So yeah. yeah. World of Hyatt card. It's a great way to go. And you guys also had a pretty good redemption. Yeah. When we all went to so Hawaii yeah. There, so right? we went, it was two, two years ago is when I booked it. So there's a, a great redemption with the British Airways AVOs points. That's now it's from the West coast. It's 26,000 uh, points per person round trip on American, but you got to go nonstop. So I found those and it was, I tried doing it. We want to go for spring break and I couldn't figure out a way to, I mean, it just wasn't available, especially for seven, but three or four days before Christmas in 2019, no, excuse me, 2018 is when I found seven open up. The only thing we had to move our day that we wanted to go by one, like we left on a Thursday instead of the Friday that we wanted to, but we found seven tickets. We all went to Kauai for the week. And I mean, at the time the tickets were, I think were like 800 bucks. Uh, a piece. So that was, you know, like almost six grand and just airfare. I mean, I know that you can get some pretty decent fares to, to Hawaii, but again, like the, when we booked it, it was about 750, 800 bucks a person, which is great. So that's a great thing if you live on the, the West coast, but there's a new program I'm kind of hot on that I'm trying to to get some points for is the Turkish airlines miles and smiles uh, program. They have a great redemption. If you want to travel on United in economy, it's 15,000 points round trip. Anywhere in the U.S. doesn't have to be nonstop. So you can go from Jersey 
to Newark, from Newark to Hawaii for 15,000 points round trip. If you want to go in business class, though, that availability is super scarce. I mean, it's only 30,000 points, which is nothing. So if you want to do that, I mean, that's a great deal. But the tough part is you have to have city thank you points or you can transfer them from Marriott. So those are really only two redemption or uh, earning options. But if you, you have those points, I mean, that's a really good deal. Yeah, that does not surprise me. That availability oh, yeah. disappears super fast because if you can fly from New York or Florida or anywhere else all the way to Hawaii yeah. for... So, I mean, yeah, you can't fly in the business yeah. class, but if you want, I mean, I was looking at economy stuff and there was it's some decent availability. I mean, it wasn't, you know, nothing. I mean, I was finding on several dates for several people. So, I mean, it's out there. So if you want to sit, you know, in the economy to get to Hawaii, if, if that's on your bucket list, that's a great program to use. So what's the process for this program for anybody who's not familiar with it? Do you just search on award availability on United? You know, I, the way I found it is you go to Turkish's website, but it's kind of a little wonky. You uh, so, so I put this on my website. Just I put stuff out there just as I find things that are I think are valuable. By no means am I updating it regularly just because especially with the kids home with all the school from home stuff like I, that's definitely been on the back burner. But it's I have a kind of a step by step walkthrough. But basically... You have to, there's a separate award engine you got to use. And it, it, if you know where to find it, it's real easy. And then you just search for it. It comes up and it's real easy to book. It's just finding that award search engine to actually search for it. it, it, it it's not super intuitive um, from the homepage. Yep. You link to it from your website. So if somebody was. Yep. Like, and I have screenshots of it. So like, you know, here, click here, website. just, you know, just step-by-step step to help you find where it is. I mean, there's even great redemptions to like Mexico or. Alaska. I mean, they're super cheap. So if that's a great program, I think for some of these uh, bucket list locations, if you're, if you're thinking about going, yeah, doing the heavy well, that's the whole reason I'm doing this. You know, I love helping people. It's fun. Like, and, and to me, like I said, it's a puzzle trying to figure it out. And when I can find it, just love explaining it to people and helping them. Cause I mean, I know how much I love to travel and just helping people go on a trip that they otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. I, to me, it's super rewarding and a lot of fun. So. Absolutely. So out of all of your travel hacking, what's your, yeah, you know, it's the search it's the game. It's like, you know, trying to come up with what I want to do and, and get there and do it. So like one thing next year is our, my wife and I's 20th anniversary. And so I want to, to me, I don't care where we're going. I just want to fly the Q suites. So I'm kind of waiting to see where, you know, when like the full caterings back up and stuff, I don't want to, I mean, I'm not going to spoil myself and then get a boxed lunch. I mean, I know I want the full on experience. So I've been trying to, you know, so just doing the research of what we wanted, you know, where we want to go, finding the programs that get you there. So accumulating those miles ahead of time. So with something, you know, big like that, you got to plan time, you know, plenty of time in advance. I mean, you probably need a good 12 to 18 months, you know, unless you're doing a lot of speculative signing up for credit card points. But, you know, for the most part, you, you know, I, I guess so my, my um, advice to people is figure out where you want to go and then do the research on how to get there. So that way you're not signing up for a United card when you need the American card or vice versa, or, you know, whatever, maybe, or if you get the Hyatt card and realize, Oh shoot, no, only there's only a, a Hilton property in the Maldives. Shoot. So I, you know, or vice versa, you, you just do your research ahead of time and then plan that great trip and, and then go have a great time. Yes. This is the best advice because if you just have goals, oh, yeah. it makes it so, so much easier to focus your efforts instead of being like, Oh, this is a shiny offer. Should I right. jump on it? What am I even going to do with like Alaska nope. right now? I live in New Jersey. So 
yeah, just knowing where you want to go or at least having an idea of it and then working backwards from there of who flies there, what hotels are there, what cards can be currency there. All right. Now jump all in with that and have absolutely well, and that's why I'm huge on Chase or Amex points because they're so versatile. They have so many transfer partners that you can move your points to. So I, I, I'd say it's I won't even call it speculating, but you know, rack up those Chase points or Amex points, and then when you know what you want to do or where you want to go, you know, you can use those to get transform. And if worst case scenario, you find a great cash deal, you could use your points. You know, if you just wanted to not have out of pocket cost, you could use those to book the flights. I mean. Just a quick example. So love Hyatt, love Chase Points. So we had a, a stash of those. And then when that Ventana and Big Sur announced that they were doing the all-inclusive, it's like $1,500, two grand a night. You know, I I saw that and I was like, oh, shoot, I want to do that. So we actually went up there in July. That first night it was open and we spent two nights there. I mean, it was phenomenal. And so you had the the, the deal. It was 30, no, excuse me. Yeah, 30,000 points a night for the hotel flat rate. But it had Hyatt had that uh, rebate of twenty five percent if you had the Hyatt card. So it only ended up costing us like twenty two five a night, which was a, an incredible deal for gorgeous property, all inclusive, excellent food. I mean, everything about it was phenomenal. And so, yeah, if you have those a stash of points, you know, and something great comes up, pull the trigger on it, and go for it. Yeah, so the night we booked, I mean, I looked at the cash fare; it was like or so. two grand and or nineteen hundred and fifty dollars. But then you have so with Hyatt, with the great thing is you'd never pay a resort fees. So that's another fifty bucks a night. You don't pay on award redemptions, any the tourism tax sales taxes, which is easily 15% on top of that. So, I mean, you're looking at probably 22, 2300 bucks a night. Yeah. And that is how you get 10% yeah, back, crazy. like 10 cents a point on redemption, things like this. Yeah, for sure. That's amazing. All right. And with all of the different travel hacking knowledge that you have amassed over just like the last four years and putting together all these awesome guides for people on the Turkish Miles and Smiles program and these really great redemptions in Hawaii, yep. Europe, California, all over the place. What would you say is your best piece of advice? Summarized so in one I would just say, just do it. Just do something because I have a ton of friends that, you know, when we go on these trips, like, oh, how'd you do it? I'm like, well, you get a credit card, you know, and try and walk them through it. And then just kind of get this glazed look on their eyes where they say, oh, this is a scam or something like it's not a scam. It's not illegal. It, it is. This is what they want you to do. So just do it. I mean, and yeah, you might sign up for and get yourself a free hat and make a mistake, but that's fine. Just start doing it. Start learning and you'll figure it out. And eventually, you know, and pretty soon, I mean, like with one of these, you know, sign up bonuses, you can get a 60 or 80,000 points. I mean, that's a great couple of round trip tickets to a wonderful place that, you, you know, instead of looking at something short and close by like a road trip, you can go to Hawaii, New York, wherever it is that you wouldn't have otherwise done. And yeah, maybe in the, the first year or, you know, the first redemption, you're not going to get a, a smoking deal on, you know, a, I don't know, whatever to Europe or something, but who cares? Like, that's why, like, especially with kids, like we don't do, we don't take them business class. I mean, I don't love them that much. So we're, we stick with economy and we just, you know, it's bare bones, but who cares? They're kids. And, you know, we've had a ton of great memories, good and bad, but they're still memories and there've been a ton of fun. And, and so but again, my, I guess, advice is just do it, just start, go do it. And with the travel hacking community, there's so many great people out there. I mean, I don't know everything. I don't pretend to, but, you know, with this crowdsourcing, like everyone I know is so great at, at being helpful and answering questions. I mean, I'll tell you anything I know, any secrets I have and give you any tips I can. And if I don't know, I mean, I know people that, you know, they do other things. They do a lot of business class to Europe or Asia or wherever. Great. I'll point you in that direction because I've never done that. So, you know, just start asking people and, and just start, just do it. 
Yeah, that's right. Nike style. All right. And speaking of the travel hacking community and all of the different cool places that you can go to get more information from other people, can you give a travel hacking shout out to somebody on the internet whose advice you find particularly? You know, one guy I really like is Jared from Thrifty Traveler. I've listened to him on a couple of podcasts and I, I talked to him once. Just a great guy. He, you know, runs a website and his thing is, you know, a lot of just cheap deals, cheap airfare, which, you know, for a lot of people, that's a great thing. Like if you can find something, you know, $200 to, you know, cross country, great. Instead of spending 400, there's a lot of different ways. It doesn't mean you have to go always go free, but I think he's, he's straight to the point. He just, you know, says it how it is and is, you know, has some great tools and, and great things to offer. Perfect. And where can we find you on the internet? Yeah. So um, I have the, the website, it's called easy Again, it's, I update it as, as frequently as I can. And anytime I find something, I'll throw it up there that I think would be beneficial. And then Instagram, it's of course, I didn't look beforehand to see if easy travel points was available. So it's travel points, Rob, some guy has it, he's got, I think, five posts, and he last posted six years ago. So awesome. good for him. But you can find me at travel points, Rob. And, and anytime you have questions, just shoot me a DM, I'm always happy to help and, and point you in the right direction. So perfect. And we will link to your Instagram and your website. In hey, the thanks, I appreciate it. Thank you so fun. much for coming on the show today. This has been Yeah, see ya. cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the GeoBreeze Travel Podcast. If any of the cards or other tools mentioned on today's call piqued your interest, please use the links in the show notes to apply or to learn more about any of the cards. Commissions earned from these signups help to support the podcast. Additionally, the single best travel hack I can recommend is finding friends who can show you about even more travel hacks, and it would mean the world to me if you could subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. And if you would like to meet even more travel hacking friends, come join one of our travel hanging hangouts. We discuss behind the scenes tips, celebrate each other's wins, and mostly just enjoy being around other people who enjoy this hobby just as much as you and I do. If you would like an invite to the next one, just head over to geobreezetravel.com hangouts and sign up to be on the invite list. See you there. Take care and happy travels.